Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi everybody, I'm trying something a bit different. I have talked about it endlessly on the show, but I am finally here in Italy. Just arrived today. Uh, I thought I would give you a bit of a flavour of my trip, as it's going to be a little bit film uh, connected. I've already been out shopping uh, where there's a load of second-hand stuff, books and old film posters and things. Loads of cool posters, just by the train station in Rome. And I bought a Italian giallo-style poster for a German crummy film. So that ticks two boxes, which is fun. But anyway, so I'm walking down the Via Ezio, and I'm making my way towards that uh, mecca for cult movie fans. It's the place that you have to go to. It's a pilgrimage every time you come to Rome, and that is, of course, Profondo Rosso. Now, I don't know if Luigi Cozzi is going to be there, um, but I've brought a few things just in case. But even if he isn't there, it's a cool place to go. And, of course, there is the Dario Argento Museum in the basement. So uh, I'm looking forward to popping in there. So, so let's go and see if we can find the maestro Luigi Cozzi. OK, I'm now in the dark basement of Profondo Rosso and I just bought a couple of things and I asked at the till, oh, is Luigi going to be here today? And she said, oh, he's going to be here at six o'clock. And then we turned around and there he was. So uh, he's quite busy and there's lots of people in the shop, but I did. He did sign a book for me. He also took a picture, so I will post that on our Twitter. So I'm now down in the basement. I'm looking through a window and there is an alien autopsy. And there are some posters of Luigi's films. There's a couple of Star Crash lobby cards. There's a big poster of Dylan Dog. I can see some um, some pictures for La Portiera Nuda, or The Nude Porter, which was um, one of Luigi's sex comedies, which I'm hoping to do on the podcast at some point. I can see also Hercules in here. There's a Star Crash. It looks like a newspaper ad for Star Crash. Um, now, when I came down here last time, there was a voiceover, and also there were lights. <laughs> but this time I'm in here in the dark, Whoa. and I've just, just gone down a big step. So there's no voiceover this time, so I'm just looking. So here we are with demons, demoni, and there's one of the like puppet evil demon ladies from Demons, and some posters from Demons and Demons 2. 
Um, there's a poster for Argento's Le Cinque Giannati, The Five Days, which was his um, kind of unsuccessful uh, period, period comedy that nobody ever talks about, and I must admit I've never seen it. Um, there's also like a puppet of the weird kid from Phenomena. <laughs> this place is so random. Um, but the good thing is it's in the basement, it's like an old wine cellar. So it's really cool, but it's so dark. Oh, something's happening. So this looks like the Demon's Cinema, maybe, or the theatre. I don't really know. There's a giant hippo head. No, rhino head. I don't know what film that's from. Um, <laughs> this is all so random. But what's really cool is I can see one of the um, robot marionettes from Star Crash. The actual stop-motion robots that fight... Um, with lightsabers. Ooh, it's all kicking off in here now. I can see dead bodies crushed by fallen masonry. Here you'll find some original props from his famous terrifying movies. Come down with us in the deep. Don't be afraid. Okay, don't be afraid. <laughs> Um, so I think this, oh, actually what I'm looking at here is a scene from opera. There's, it's like the opera house and then there's a guy being attacked by a crow. Alright, I'm going to switch you off now and I'll fill you in a bit more when I get down the other end. So I'm down into the last section now of the uh, museum, standing in front of a, the uh, upper torso of a woman hanging from a wall. And I'm looking at a scene from the church. I've taken some pictures. There's also, I think it's a reproduction. I doubt it's the original, uh, but a painting from Deep Red on the wall here. Um, yeah, so it's a Dario Argento museum with a difference. The difference being that it's not really a museum. There's the classic scream for Great Expectations and also loads of sound effects records. <laughs> it's really dark down here. Um, it's more like a sort of fun house, uh, you know, to walk through, like a haunt, one of those haunted mansion type things. But it's pretty cool to be down there, and Luigi's just upstairs. He signed a book. I bought a book about Luigi's films that he signed for me. Unfortunately, they are out of the Blu-ray of Occhiali Neri, which I was planning to buy while I was here. They said they're getting more in tomorrow, so I've got to come back, which is no great hardship, I guess, except that it's so hot. I don't know if I mentioned that, <laughs> that any, any extra effort to go anywhere um, is pretty heavy going. Anyway, I've taken loads of pictures, so maybe some of you who know Argento's films better than me can tell me where the rhino fits in. Incidentally, I'm sure there's a fire somewhere, like the air has got smoke in it, it looks smoky, and as I was walking along before talking to you the first time, there was ash floating down around me. Somewhere here, I mean, it could have just been a person walking down the street and just burst into flames. It is that hot here. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned that. <laughs> anyway, so that was cool, so I've met Luigi again, I have been here before and met him. Um, but it took a few goes. I first came here in 2014 and I didn't look at the opening in times and it turned out that they're closed in the middle of the day, which is very sensible because it's so freaking hot. Um, so I came when it was closed. So a year later I came back again 
and it was open but Luigi wasn't around. So then I came back again in 2019 and that was when I finally met Luigi and he signed a bunch of uh, Star Crash stuff for me. Um, so there we go. So fourth visit to Profondo Rosso and it seems like I've got to go back later. Although I am going to try some other shops. There's more ash. There's ash floating down from the sky. It's so weird. So I'm in Rome for a film conference which uh, starts tomorrow and I might try and record a bit of that for you as well. Um, so yeah, ciao for now. And buongiorno from Rome. This is um, day two. And I'm just walking to the University, La Sapienza, uh, Universita di Roma. Back in 1968, there was a big student protest at La Sapienza, just part of that whole wave of student uprisings that swept across Rome. Well, sorry, swept across Europe, I should say. And uh, it turned into a big battle with the police. <laughs> All very exciting. But I'm pretty sure today will be much safer unless my presentation, which does contain nipples, um, causes some kind of outrage in the audience. Um, I'll be prepared for that anyway. So I'll try and put in some audio if I can uh, from this. Um, not the whole thing. You don't want to hear the whole thing. But I'll stick some of it in anyway. I've just realised that I've walked this way before, so I'm just walking towards the university and this road was looking very familiar. And that's because a couple of years ago, well, pre-pandemic, I came down here at the end of this long road is Rome's big municipal cemetery, which is full of these massive uh, tombs, basically. A lot of above ground tombs as well as regular graves. And you can go and there's a map and you can go and find celebrity graves. Um, so I went there and I found Vittorio De Sica and uh, Marcello Mastriani and Aldo Lardo, the great comedy actor. Uh, I think there might have been a couple of others. Those are the main ones I remember anyway. Uh, there's quite a few. There was a couple I think I looked for but didn't find. But anyway, I don't think I'm going to go there today. It's too hot to contemplate walking around a cemetery. Um, but anyway, if you're ever in Rome and you want to go and see where there's some famous people buried that's where to go so nine cuts were required to Emmanuel for an X certificate when it was submitted to the BBFC in the summer of 1974 which included some subtitled dialogue as well as specific imagery of masturbation two references to lesbian lovemaking a nightclub girl smoking a cigarette through her vagina and reductions to the rape scene in the uh, boxing club I've got some images here for you, in case you need any of that in your head. <laughs> um, the latter scene in particular, this one here, would become a source of trouble five years later when the film was reviewed by the BBFC and the rape scene had to be removed completely owing to an application of the Deprave and Corrupt Test under the 1959 Obscene Publications Act. I've just ridden across Rome on an e-scooter through Italian traffic. That was quite exciting. 
of my head I was uh, on a motorbike chasing bad guys like in a Poliziotescu film. Um, but in reality I think I was going about five miles an hour. I've just been to a shop called Hollywood Tutto Sur Cinema, uh, which is packed full of DVDs. No Blu-rays, which seems odd. But anyway, like thousands of DVDs and uh, film posters. I've just rummaged through loads of posters and bought a couple that are just going to go in a tube at home um, until one day I figure out how to display these things without necessarily putting them all in frames because that uh, doesn't always go down well with the rest of my family. But I found a poster for the humanoid, Luminoid, uh, that great Barbara Buck and Richard Keel Star Wars knockoff. Um, so quite pleased to take home an original Italian poster for that. I also picked up, they had one for Occhiali Neri, Argento's new film. Now normally Argento posters, like original old ones, go for big money. So I figured if nothing else, I could buy it quite cheap now because it's new. And then uh, maybe, you know, my children can inherit it and sell it. I've just actually recognised where I am. So in the Campo di Fiori, which is a big square uh, with loads of pubs and cafes and all that. And I realised I've been here three years ago when I met with a, a film producer, a guy called Nicholas Rispoli. And we talked about his father's work as a producer. And I've got a whole blog post on that, which you can find on my bloggerity blog. Because the last project that Antonio Margarisi worked on was a second unit director on um, on a Genghis Khan film that was never finished and Nicholas Rispoli holds all the footage basically it was a big epic film thousands of extras battles in the desert Charlton Heston it was a really big deal Mr Miyagi from Karate Kid was in it um, and then for various different reasons it never got finished and it still isn't finished which is a real shame so i did a blog post about that when i talked to him so you can find that on my blog i'll tweet the link when i um post this episode if you're interested well it's another hot day in rome and i've just climbed the spanish steps and uh, i'm now walking along a quite a noisy street i'm looking for a building called the palazzo capedi which was uh, it's quite a unique looking frontage and it was used in um inferno agento's uh, inferno i believe it's the building where there's like a library and she goes and finds weird stuff i don't know uh, the, the plot doesn't really make sense in that film but she gets chased out of the building uh so not the building where she's staying or where there's a flood and a fire I don't think um, I think it's the one that's like an occult library or something anyway I'll uh, let you know when I get there the Palazzo Capede is uh, weird can't find it I've just I'm st- I've stood right where it says it is on uh, Google Maps and on City Mapper. I've just done a complete walk around the block to see if there's a way in but it's like there's a pin saying it's right there but can I see it? No, which is annoying. So I gave up on Palazzo Capede. I think, like I've, I've Googled it and it seems to actually be in a completely different part of Rome. 
which is weird because on the Google Maps it says it's there but it's not there unless there's two places but there's a district called Capede so I'm going to go and find that probably tomorrow so instead I went to find the uh, Trevi Fountain and if I was good I would have recorded some audio of the water but it was so hot because <laughs> and there are so many people around I just took some pictures and left but I'm now at the Pantheon which is a big Roman concrete dome that's now a church so I better turn off and be quiet what's cool about the Pantheon is that it's still standing considering it's 2,000 years old and I believe it's still the biggest unsupported concrete dome in the world and there's a hole in the middle which lets the light in but it also lets the rain in which doesn't really matter because it's just a marble floor uh, no rain today though which in some ways would be quite nice I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but it's pretty hot here. Cool in here though, but I've got to go outside again in a minute. And I'm going to head back to the conference because I'm actually skiving a session to come and do some sightseeing. Uh, we've had sessions this morning on Turkish cinema, um, Mexican cinema. It's all been very interesting. But um, anyway, I better go and figure out how to get back. All right, so I came back to Profondo Rosso and as promised, Luigi did have Blu-ray copies of Occhiali Neri, so I bought one. And he was in. The shop is empty. Like I don't understand why it isn't just full of people desperate to talk to him about the black cat all the time. Um, he had a big pile of the new um, Italian release of black cat called De Profundis, which looks very nice, but I can't really afford to buy it again when I've already got the Severin one. I gave him my card and I asked him whether I told him we're planning a Luigi Cozzi season which um, now we have to do I've talked about it but now we will have to do it but he said he would happily talk to us on the podcast on Zoom so uh, that's cool isn't it <laughs> so keep your ears peeled and your eyes on the podcast feed at some point we will have an episode where we talk to Luigi Cozzi which would uh, be amazing so it's later the same evening and I've got lost a couple of times followed the directions wrong on my phone and walked so much further than I needed to I'm totally knackered if I'm honest you can probably tell from my voice but I've got one last place to try and visit this evening and it's a bit of a long shot and it may turn out to be a waste of time uh, so a while ago we did the film uh, Escape from Galaxy 3 aka Star Crash 2 We've also done What Have They Done To Your Daughters. Both of those films featured an actress called Cheryl Lee Buchanan, who's American but had a good career in Italy in the 70s. Uh, and uh, Escape from Galaxy 3, she's the star of the movie. Uh, Belle Star, is she? Stella Star, something like that. I'm getting it mixed up with Star Crash. Anyway, I was trying to find out if she was still alive, where was she? she you know because that's the kind of thing I like to do. And um, I managed to track down a couple of addresses for her, one in America, in Florida, I think it was. Um, but not there, but they also had an address in Italy, in, here in Rome. So I thought, what the hell? While I'm here, I'll just go and knock on her door and see what happens. So that's what I'm about to do. So I've just found her street, and uh, now I've got to try and find her house. It's a kind of residential area of Rome, not particularly attractive. But anyway, so let's see what happens. Okay, I found her address and there is actually a buzzer that says Buchanan. So uh, 
here goes. Nothing so far. I'll press it again. It's eight o'clock in the evening. Maybe that's too late. I mean, I've spent like an hour getting my directions wrong coming here. So, a bit disappointing if there's no answer. But the fact that there's a Buchanan on the buzzer here means she must definitely be here at least some of the year. Maybe she alternates between Florida and here. So I could always write a letter. One more buzz. It's quite a nice block of apartments actually. It's so tempting to think I'll come back again tomorrow, but I really don't have time. Plus it's quite far from where I am the rest of the time. But oh well. So slightly wasted trip, but at least I've been able to confirm that she does live here some of the time. Buongiorno. Uh, it's the next morning. Didn't sleep very well last night. I don't know if it's because my legs were too tired or whether it's the noise of the fridge in my room or that it's hot or what, I don't know. But anyway, I've come out early. It's about half seven. I've come to the Capede district, which is in a completely different place to where I was looking yesterday for the Palazzo Capede. I found a building that I'm pretty sure is in an Argento film, but it's covered in scaffolding. I'm pretty sure it was in Inferno, but it's not the one that I thought I was looking for, which I think I've now found. Uh, yeah, here it is. I've come to a place uh, where there is a fountain known as the Fountain of the Frog, which sounds like the name of a crimi, or maybe even a jello. Ah, here we go. Yes, this is the building. I found it. This is the one from Inferno. I'll take some pictures. Um, oh good, that wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. There's some cool buildings around here actually. This whole uh, sort of area around the fountain has got some very distinct... Wow, this building opposite the one from Inferno is really cool. It's got lions on the front and then there's a sort of spider's web uh, in the, on the building, on the front. It's, uh, oh, this could definitely have been in a film, even if it wasn't. Right, I'll take some pictures. So the conference is nearly over, and they're taking us on a walking tour. Uh, the university here, Sapienza University, they've created this kind of map of all the cinemas in Rome, like ones that uh, still exist and ones that don't. So they've created this map, and for each cinema, they've done a podcast. And so they're taking us on a tour to look at them all. And I just wanted to mention this one called the Apollo that we're just standing outside now, um, which is quite close to the train station. And it's all boarded up now. It's been closed for 20 years. And it's really shabby looking. But back in the day, it was a second run cinema that would show all the kind of stuff that we like. Um, they mentioned Thomas Millian. So they were like Polizioteschi films, Spaghetti Westerns, uh, Jallo, all that stuff. But then in the 80s, as the audience started to die off, they became a, a porn cinema called The Pussycat, which is hilarious because they're directly over the road from a big church. Uh, so it's quite a funny juxtaposition. But anyway, that eventually went bust as well and it's been closed for 20 years. Uh, I took a picture, I'll post that on the Twitter as well. Uh, we've got one more to go. So I left Rome 
at about half past two today. I've uh, been on a train all day now and I'm just coming in to Homburg about five, ten minutes away from Turin. So we are moving a couple of hundred miles or so, I don't know how I don't know how far it is actually, probably more than that. Uh, north, I can see the Alps out of the train window. And my, uh, the sort of the weekend leg of my trip begins and uh, the conference is finished and I can just enjoy the next couple of days before I go home on Sunday night exploring Turin and primarily looking at things to do with Argento. So I'll uh, keep you um, updated as I see some of that cool stuff and uh, see if I can give you any recommendations uh, for where you come, which I'm sure some of you will. So I'm walking to find the Piazza CLN. Uh, hey, <laughs> and there it is. This is the famous piazza from Deep Red, where there are two statues to uh, the rivers. And it is, of course, the one to the River Po, which is a man reclining, uh, that we've seen in Deep Red. Uh, on the other side of the piazza is a woman reclining, uh, leaning the other way. I'm not sure which river she is about. I could find out, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, this is Piazza CLN. I can see where the diner was built, that fake diner built around the pillars. Um, I can see the statue where David Hemmings hangs out with his drunk friend. I'll take some pictures, obviously. Uh, I'm also looking to see if I can see the window where the psychic lady gets killed. Is she Czech? Or is she German? I think they call her Czech at one point, and then another point they call her German. Um, I think it, they have. Okay, this, I think this, this is it here. Yeah, because he's sitting there where there's currently some young people sitting, enjoying the water next to them. And then he runs around the corner and he looks up and he sees the woman being pushed through the window and he runs through the door. Uh, so I'm now standing right where that all happens basically and I think we're also right next to the square that um, I talked about in the Savage 3 episode so I might be able to kill two birds with one stone tonight which would be nice I'm sitting a bit closer now so you can hear the water it's quite loud actually I mean if they had have been recording live sound which they weren't it would have all been drowned out by this anyway um, but yeah, so this fountain is directly opposite the diner thing. Or was it on the opposite corner? Oh, I'm trying to picture it now, I can't remember. I think it was directly opposite. It's smaller than it looks in the movie, this square. Anyway, it was around these pillars, either the ones opposite or the ones on the corner. It doesn't really matter. But anyway, it's quite a new looking square, like sort of fascist era, I guess like 30s maybe oh in case you're wondering it stands for the Piazza Comitato Liberazione Nazionale I think something like that apologies for my pronunciation so I'm in Via Roma which is a big piazza with two churches next to each other it's directly behind the other one I was just at this uh, 
somebody singing as you can hear it's very nice um but right in the middle of this piazza is the statue of a guy on a horse holding a sword that is the site of a murder a double murder in uh, savage three which we covered on the podcast a couple of months ago um this is where they kill a prostitute and her pimp and then they leave the body of the prostitute on the steps and uh, they hang him from the scaffolding above the statue. Makes me wonder whether the scaffolding was already there and the filmmakers just took advantage of that. It would seem a bit elaborate to put scaffolding up around this thing just for that. But there's no scaffolding now anyway. Um, So here he is, right in the middle. I'm not even sure who he is actually. Let's see if I can find out. That'd be some good bit of information, wouldn't it? I'm walking around to the front. It says... Emanuele Filiberto Carilli uh, and then loads of stuff in Latin so there you go I'm not going to try and read that so he's Emmanuel Emmanuel no yeah Emmanuel not Emmanuele Emmanuel Filiberto whoever that is I'm sure somebody can write in if they want to uh, it's a very nice big wide piazza with um, shops all round and um, along one of the, uh, what are they called, colonnades? I've forgotten the word. Anyway, there's lots of covered walkways and there's shops along those. And that's where they met the prostitute and then they killed her. Anyway, <laughs> there's also loads of bookshops around there. Down one of these, I know there's bookshop. There's, uh, if anyone's ever seen Mother of Tears, uh, which I to admit I haven't. But I do know that there are scenes in a bookshop, which was just along there as well. But I think you know, half of Argento's films have been shot around here, so there's probably loads of bits, but I'm not going to try and point them all out because I'm only here for two days and I'll go mad trying to cover them all. Uh, I am going to try and find the house from Deep Red. That's, that's the main one I'm going to go and look for tomorrow, probably. Last night I woke up and just couldn't get back to sleep. I think I was awake for about two hours. I don't know whether it's because it's too warm or because I'm not used to, you know, because I miss my own bed or what. But anyway, so I put the TV on. I like uh, putting foreign TV on wherever you are. It's always interesting. And I was skipping through the channels and there was something that was clearly from the 90s. And it was some kind of weird game show slash entertainment show with a couple hosting, a man and a woman hosting. And there were these uh, loads of these dancing girls in the background that were all topless. And there was a band playing um, like cheesy lounge music and like Frank Sinatra covers. And then there were contestants answering questions and one of them was asked was asked questions where it was multiple choice and I the answer the choices she could make were Anna Meniani or Gina Lola Brigida and a few other actresses that was what I picked out but uh, and then she had to take her clothes off it was really weird it was like mainlining Silvio Berlusconi's imagination or you know just it was like you were getting uh, access to his brain uh, in the 90s, it was really weird. 
I forgot to mention when I was uh, flicking through the channels in the middle of the night, on one of the channels was, I think it was like Rye 2 or Rye 3, was um, Cat and Nine Tails, uh, Gento's movie, which seemed appropriate. I think that one was filmed here as well. But like I said, I'm not going to go looking for everything. Although I'm already thinking, maybe I should find the theatre where Deep Red started. And <laughs> all of that. But anyway, I'm looking for the Mole Antoniella, which is um, near here. Turin is so clean compared to Rome. Rome, I was just stepping around piles of rubbish absolutely everywhere. It was pretty grim, actually. <laughs> Plus, just insanely hot. The temperature is about 10 degrees cooler here because there's a really nice breeze. Maybe it's coming off the Alps, I don't know. Um, but I'm loving Turin already, just in comparison to Rome. Um, right, anyway, I think I'm close. Let's see if I can find it. Well, I'm inside the building. I've got to wear a mask, so I might sound a bit muffled. I don't know if you can hear, but there's Goblin in the background. Leon Hunt, the author of the new Mario Bava book, told me that uh, Turin was his favourite Italian city, and I can totally see why now I'm here. Uh, I mean, it's quite industrial in some ways, you know, but in lots of other ways, it's really beautiful. And I've just come up, so I'm on the top of the tower on the Mole Antinella, which I know I'm pronouncing wrong. So it's got this huge tower right up in the middle, and you can come up in a lift. And it's got an amazing view across the whole city, like 360 view around. And it's so cool, we've got all the Alps just right there. I can see the Alps right across the skyline, surrounding probably two-thirds of the city. And then on the other side are these rolling, beautiful green hills covered in trees and uh, phone masts. <laughs> um, so it's just... and then Turin in the middle, basically. And I can see quite a few domes of churches and things, um, but the you know and the streets are so clean compared to coming to Rome. Yeah, just being so close to the mountains and the hills, and I can see a river. It's really gorgeous. I can also see some really weird tall buildings that look very out of place because there are not that many of them. So it's got these random, really tall, ugly buildings sticking up, which are very sort of noticeable. But anyway. Yeah, it's really nice. I'm going to go back down the lift now. I've already had a glimpse of the Argento stuff all the way around. So um, I'll take a few pictures, but I'm not going to take photos of everything because I don't want to ruin it for other people. And also, that's just annoying as I want to look at it too. But I'll give you a flavour of it as we go around. So I'm on the ground floor of the museum. There's this big open atrium. And then, like... There's a sort of staircase that goes up and then it just kind of, the, the walkway spirals round and round and round the outside of the atrium and that's where all the Argento stuff is. But down here on the ground floor, they've got these really nice reclined seats with speakers built in. And there are two screens, one on each side, playing clips from Argento movies. There's like people here with their kids, it's pretty funny. I'm not sure what they think their kids are gonna get from coming here. There's quite an interesting exhibit on the history of cinema, so just being through all that. But now there's just the Argento stuff to go. So I'm just lying in one of these chairs and 
looking at all these clips and wondering what parents are telling their children. It's uh, pretty cool so far, sort of walking round and round and round and round this uh, gallery around the outside of the central muse uh, museum. So you're just like walking along a long ramp past displays on all the films. Um, I'm getting to the section now where there are films I haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> there's one on um, Phantom of the Opera. We just walked past the display for the Stendhal Syndrome, which I have seen. And they have, I don't know whether it's a model or if it's the actual thing, but they've got a demon from the Stendhal Syndrome with an enormous erection. I will be sure to post you a photo of that because I'm sure that's something you wouldn't want to miss. But yeah, we're on to stuff now like Sleepless, uh, which I haven't seen, and the card player, and like the 2000s films are the ones that I haven't caught up with yet. Some may say I shouldn't bother, perhaps, which I don't know. I will, eventually. I'm watching a really long interview with Argento, and I sort of came in part way through and watched it to the end, and now I'm back at the beginning working my way through, and I think I've been here about half an hour. I keep thinking, it must be nearly finished and then a new thing comes on. It's really interesting, it's a very recent interview, 2022, I think it was March, especially for this exhibit. There are snippets of it on YouTube, on the uh, museum YouTube uh, channel. So I'm watching this whilst it, the soundtrack music being played outside is trying to drown it all out. This interview is still going. Um, I think I've been sitting here for an hour now. Other people keep coming in and then going out and I'm pushing through. It's really interesting though. He's talking about Phantom of the Opera at the moment, um, which Rod just covered recently on The Bloody Pit, which is worth listening to. They, Rod would be very excited to know they've got the rat-killing machine here in the museum. And that's pretty much it, except for the gift shop. I think that interview in the end was more than an hour. <laughs> I started to get hungry and started eating some food. Um, what's really cool is the, the way that the exhibition works is it takes you higher and higher and higher and higher up until you're basically in the roof. And so I've come out now and I'm walking down some loads of spiral stairs to get back to the ground floor again, but we've got a pretty good view out the windows. Anyway, I'm not making this episode just to show off about my great trip, although I guess that's partly in there. But uh, I hope it's been interesting for you to uh, hear a little bit about what Italy has to offer. If you're a cult film fan, then you can come here and find all this cool stuff just kind of lying around. Um, the Argento exhibit is on for... Uh, let's see. It's on till January next year. I'm just looking at a poster for it across the square here yeah so you've got like a good six months to still come and check it out um if you if you're able to definitely worth it uh i mean the, uh, to be totally honest a lot of the displays are boards with pictures on from the films particularly the latter ones there's not like some original um old computer from card player or, uh, you know, there's not a lot of original props and things. But there are loads of cool posters, and there are props and costumes from some of the films. There's some costumes from Suspiria. 
uh, they've got some costumes from Dracula 3D, which I still haven't seen, but I really want to, and I know that everyone says it's awful, and it got laughed at at Fright Fest. But, um, you know, I really want to see it. I'm going to add it to my list. Uh, I haven't seen Phantom of the Opera either, and that looked cool, the bits that I saw of it in the clips just now, and him talking about it, and how proud he is of it. So um, I've got a few more films to, to fill some gaps, but but it's just great to see this huge celebration of Argento. So even though some of it is just printed boards, basically, with pictures and text, um, the fact that the music is blaring the whole time, that there are clips showing on the screens, that Argento's face is everywhere, it's just really cool to uh, to be somewhere where, you know, he's like the, the prime focus, which... You just don't, doesn't really happen anywhere else, I suppose. So, yeah, it's cool, and it's worth coming if you've got time to sit and watch that hour-long interview as well. But I'm going to hit the gift shop up. Um, they, when, the first, when the exhibit first opened, they had T-shirts, uh, but sadly they've run out now. They haven't restocked, it looks like, I noticed earlier, which is a little bit disappointing, but they have got a very nice exhibi- exhibition catalogue, which is basically a massive book uh, in English and Italian. So I'm going to definitely grab one of those and maybe a poster. Um, But I'm running out of money, so I've got to be careful. But I'm going home tomorrow, so I guess I haven't got to be that careful. Anyway, thanks for listening. I think I'll sign off. So when this episode comes up at some point next week, I'll also tag a few of the pictures I've taken along the trip onto the tweet. So you can check those out on Twitter. Um, The link is in the show notes. I think we're the Wild Wild Pod on Twitter because Wild Wild Podcast was already taken annoyingly by somebody who doesn't even use it anymore but what can you do I could ask them I suppose it's too late now anyway so yeah check those out wow this stairs go round and round for ages (laughs) Uh, have a look at those if you're uh, if you want to see okay so thanks for listening to my holiday slash film conference rambles and um, we will be back soon hopefully with a normal Polizia Teschi episode bye for now